This is a HeadGum Podcast. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. What's up, Bell Babies? This is Aaron. I am here to talk to you guys about getting that mind right. Okay? Mind right, body tight. Uh, it rhymes. It works. But for for now, I want to talk to you guys about different ways you guys are out there taking care of your mental health, keeping your mind healthy. I'm taking long walks. I'm listening to podcasts that are not just about, you know, murder. Um, I'm trying to practice the piano more. All of these different things help kind of make my brain feel alive. Is that the right word? Clear helps my, uh, helps me feel more balanced as a human being. Um, and this, you know, one of the, my favorite ways you guys know, if you listen to this podcast to also take care of your mind is better help online therapy. I, I don't use better help personally, but I have personally done online therapy since the beginning of the pandemic. And I don't know if I ever want to go back to drive in 45 minutes each way. I love being able to sit in my bed and do therapy online or, you know, be able to go straight into the bathroom and cry for 30 minutes if I need to after my after my therapy session is done. And I don't have to walk by anybody in the waiting room and wonder what's up with them. Are they wondering what's up with me? Um, so if anyone is out there and interested in therapy, wanting to get maybe a head start on that, especially as the new year approaches, uh, BetterHelp is an amazing place to go. BetterHelp is an online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat only therapy sessions. So if you don't want to have to see anybody on that camera, you don't have to. It's also much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. So if also if it doesn't like click with the first therapist, like BetterHelp is there to help you find one that does work for you. It is a process. It's not always, you know, the first one that you try is the right fit. So if you haven't, give BetterHelp a chance. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash dumbbells. That's betterhelp.com slash dumbbells. Let's start the show. This is Aaron McGowan, certified personal trainer and riding solo here on the Dumbbell Comedy Fitness Podcast, where we are really trying to bring you information, motivation, and a little bit of inspiration. Hey, Dumbbells, let's get dumb. What's up, you guys? This is Aaron. Yes, I'm riding solo today. I know you got a little, a little stanger back in your life, and that's okay. He'll be in and out. You guys love him. I know you do. He will be back. He is back. He will be back. The that's the Terminator's like, um, like the catchphrase he almost used. Uh, they like, you know, they they cut it down. They made it what it is today. Um, but. Today I get the very 
the very fun honor to interview one of my very first clients. Uh, she has let me <laughs> use her sort of as a guinea pig on a lot of stuff. So I really appreciated her coming on and talking about her fitness journey. Um, very amazing writer, very amazing person, Jesse Rosen. Welcome to the weight room, everybody. Jesse Rosen. What an honor to be in the weight room. Do you actually know that I am a weekly listener? We've never talked about this. I have almost missed zero episodes of the Dumbbells. First of all, when you were a guest, I always listened. And then when you became a host, <laughs> I never stopped listening. And I never told you that until this very moment. Oh, so it's a huge, this is a huge, huge honor to be here. Huge reveal for me. Uh, huge reveal I thought I would save it. I, I'm saving it for the off chance of this moment. <laughs> well, thank you. Wow. First of all, yikes for whatever crazy stuff I say. <laughs> um, I really, this is my first podcast that I've done that people listen to that I don't know. I do know you. Yeah. So it's different. Right. But like I took myself down a nightmare Reddit rabbit hole where I saw some <sighs> comments that that I was like, I don't think... I'm cut out for online comments. That's, t no, it's tough. Reddit and Reddit isn't the real world. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Wait, Aaron. what? what? It's just not. Those aren't real people. Oh my God. Oh yeah. They're okay. Thank you. They're probably just fake, right? They're just fake people. Yes. Okay, cool. Or bad people. Or bad people. Which is okay. even worse. Okay, great. Um, so, but thank you. And, uh, and wow, what an honor to be, to know that you have listened to the crazy stuff I've said. <laughs> I do sometimes wonder if my mom has figured out podcasts and if she secretly listens to this. <laughs> and you're saying you think she wouldn't tell you. Well, I think I say enough bad words on here that she yeah. would be like, like she, I think she'd be scared to tell me because yeah. then she would like reveal that she knows that I say bad words. Cause I don't say bad words in front of my mom. I like, I, I high school I it. it. I like, don't, I, I lock it up. I keep it in. And then on this but podcast, I, like I just, just let it rip. That's just like mama holding her boundary. Yes. She's like, this is something that can't exist between us. And so I hold the boundary and it, it doesn't exist. I know. I love it. I know. I kind of do wish that I, I don't know. I don't know if I wish she listened or wish she didn't, but I do kind of love if she do, does listen that she's like somewhere like, and I won't say anything because she's got to do what she's got to do. Ah, uh, what could be better? <laughs> what could be better? Your mom is the opposite of, of Reddit. You're getting a bark from Louie Lu Chow. Are you hearing Oh, that? I love it. I know. It's yeah. a tough morning. We have, we have a puppy here. He's not happy. He's a sweet eight-year-old dog. His name is Louie. And he has actually been a huge part of our fitness journey together. He has. Not intended to be a segue, but um, he has been there from the beginning. Louie, good boy. <laughs> Louie said, I just also listened to the dumbbells and I have something to some say. Coaching. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, it, that is a good segue. If I don't take it, I'll start talking about something else that's insane. But so you are one of my OG clients. Yeah, I can't even believe that because to me, this has always been the real like full focus of your life. But no, like when we were wine to when we first started working together, th that was 
like a what kind of transition point for you? Was that you becoming full time? Yeah. So you like, I remember, I remember getting your email because like your very first email, because I had just gone to visit Jason and he was doing um, like a, uh, a rehab facility down in Florida. And I had just Mm -hmm. got there and they had like a bank of, (laughs) of computers. And I went down there to check my email. Aaron, I'm going to, I'm going to stop you and put Louie out of this room for one. Oh yeah, that's okay. All right, let's see what happens when this truck goes away. We are absolutely not coming back in here. <laughs> Go lie down. I'm just, want, I'm just waiting for it to drive off. He's mad. You're mad as a hatter, I bet. And the truck has driven away. Okay, go lie down. Thank you so much. Um, so let me remember that I said, oh, no. You're going to go in, in a bedroom. I can't you're gonna be loud. Okay, thank you very much. Okay. So, when I first emailed you, was that the transition to your being full-time? Oh yeah, okay, no. So you emailed me and I was like, I had just gotten to Florida to see Jason for uh, rehab, I was still working as a full-time assistant. I, it was like the pandemic was, I remember like the driver that took me to the airport was like, here's some gloves and here's some hand sanitizer. The airplane was like pretty much empty. Like LA was about to shut down and then I was flying to Florida and they were still partying out there. But then LA did shut down. Then Florida started to shut down. I come back and I'm start. I'm like, everyone's locked in their house. I'm work. I'm like, oh, I just got my personal training certificate and now gyms are closed. I was like, well, like, I guess that's it for me. And I'll just keep being an assistant. And then I had another girl email me and then you email me. And I was like, and they were asking about Zoom, Zoom workouts or whatever. And I was like, no, that's so... That's weird, right? Like, I, you know, at this point, Zoom was weird to me. Like, FaceTiming yeah. was, like, left for my nephews because they're tiny and they don't know how to talk on the phone. So I was like, yeah. I just thought it was, like, and I was brand new to it. And so I was like, no, I need to be able to, like, adjust your body if and, and be able to see everything and, like, be able to move around you. I can't just have a zoom screen. Like, I just was like, I don't understand what, what I could really do here. And then, so I didn't email you. Like I didn't email you back for like, like six months. Cause I was like, really? I don't don't think so. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense because we started working together in September. Yes. So September was when I decided I was like, things weren't normal, but I was like starting to get asked to come back into work. And it was like before all the variants kind of started and it was like, you know, you take a COVID test before you go into a room, that kind of thing. And And so I was like starting to get asked to go back to work. And I was like, oh, I think I'm, I think I'm ready. I had been like doing therapy over Zoom. I had started doing like uh, some of my, like the gym I went to, some of their workouts over Zoom. And so I had gotten used to it 
by that point. And I was like, Me too. I was like, I guess I can try this. And if it's bad, I'll stop. And so yeah. I emailed you back and I remember being like, this is so embarrassing. Uh, like I'm emailing like so long later. <laughs> and then Except I needed, I was I like, remember- I need to try. I need clients. Like, let me see. <laughs> I don't remember you not emailing me back. I remember you emailing me to say, like, I'm not doing this right now. Or I don't know. I remember when I received that email in September, my thought was kind of like, oh, she figured this out. I don't know. I don't know. I love that. I love my heart. You emailed me. Your kindness. (laughs) And then by September, yeah, I think that was a really, that you had caught me at a really good moment because I was kind of, I don't know, just exhausted by the rhythm of, I just was looking for something to kind of like jolt me out of, we all were, right? And I was kind of, and I was also ready, you know, we can talk about this. I had never worked out with a trainer ever, but I had also never really worked out with weight ever really yeah so I, I had taken let's let's call it like a interval class where at one point you pick up five pound weights and do bicep curls as you walk in place like you know that sure. kind of you can envision like a room of women with like two two sizes of weights three and five sure and yeah. then and then sometimes we lift them yeah. and, which is wonderful and that was fine at the moment for me but I had never approached anything like what we kind of got into. And I don't really, I don't know. I think there was a big factor of, I don't feel good. I feel tired. I feel stuck. I feel weak. I didn't feel good because we had been in this very challenging, like spring through summer. But I also want to say, and this isn't just because I'm on this podcast. A lot of it was you and the idea that you are a person that I knew, but you were also a personality and a way of being with fitness that I had seen online and felt like would be comfortable for me Mm. because that had never been comfortable for me. Mm -hmm. I had one training session like, you know, before my wedding and it was a horrible experience and I hated it and the guy was so mean and Mm. it really turned me off from the idea of working with a trainer. And so once September came and you emailed back, I was kind of like, okay, I think all these factors have come together and I need to say yes to this. And I was sure I would do it for like a month and then have to <laughs> weirdly back out and be like, oh, something came up every day. <laughs> something came up every day. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm injured. And then actually I was, I did, I wasn't, I didn't get injured because of our work together. I discovered mm. and kind of felt into an injury that we ultimately made better. Oh, <laughs> what a journey. <laughs> well, let's, let's go back in time a little bit. Like what has, yeah. you know, the walking around holding a three or five, you know, like what kind of yeah. was your fitness experience growing up or like, did your family, was your family exercisers? Like, what was that like? Yeah. No, uh, no. I come from, you know, a lovely suburban New Jersey town and a family that we all danced. I'm one of four girls, but um, the the concept of fitness, my dad had a Nordic track in the basement and I knew that he used that Nordic track 
my gosh, almost every day. I knew that my mom had a Jane Fonda video workout that we would do together sometimes. But um, while they had like some regularity to their working out, neither of them ever belonged to a gym when I was really young, Mm -hmm. you know, later that they did. And we also weren't a sports family. So the idea of like training or conditioning or cardio or these words that you associate with weights, like we didn't own weights in the house. Yeah. Um, it just wasn't a part of my upbringing and it wasn't, wasn't something I was comfortable with, especially in school. So sports in school were always such an intimidating nightmare for me. And I always had a very, um, I don't have great cardio stamina. I think just like as the makeup of my person, that's something we've worked on and has gotten better. But I remember as a young person just being so, so scared to get out of breath in dodgeball. Sure, And just being yeah. like, oh, how embarrassing. You know, Amy and Katie who play soccer are just killing it out there and I'm totally out of breath and I look like an idiot. Mm. So that was, I was always extremely intimidated by fitness overall. And then you kind of, I did some stuff in college. I would join a friend at the gym and like use the elliptical, Yeah, you know, use the Stairmaster, use the treadmill. I was never a jogger. I continued to never play organized sports. I always danced. Um, And then, you know, after college, I kind of joined a gym, a little bit of treadmill, a little bit of those machines where you like um, the Thighmaster one. Yes. uh You know, like the gym version of the Thighmaster. Yeah, that was one I did too. (laughs) Oh, classic. Or like the leg press. It was any machine I didn't have to ask for help on. Yeah. It was like thigh induction, thigh abduction, like anything like that. But with absolutely no organization to it. And this, of course, was before there were apps to even, without a trainer's guidance, like follow the apps guidance. Those didn't exist. This is, I graduated from college in 05. So this is kind of 05. And then when I got to Los Angeles, everything changed. No, but everything kind of did change. <laughs> everything because changes here, baby. It does. And this is a place where lots of different group fitness is accessible. And a lot of different people are doing it. So you can kind of join a friend and try something out mm-hmm. and just like, just ball up all your confidence and try. So I started trying new things. Class pass became a thing. Oh yeah. And so that was allowing me to like, oh man. And I, I was still extremely intimidated. Like first spin class, so scared. First yoga class, so scared. Um, I did one of these like rowing classes where it's like you row and then you get off and do some weight stuff and then you row again. Oh, I don't cool. know. It was, these were crazy times, Erin. <laughs> 2006, crazy. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But never always with the guidance of a, always in a larger group setting, yeah. never with one-on-one guidance. So I will, I'll give a lot of credit to the yoga people that I worked with who were very hands-on and very helpful. And I started to really love yoga, but still didn't, um, I didn't have an experience with strength. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have the idea. And, and then the final thing I'll say is to me, I didn't uh, know that working with a trainer could be accessible for me financially. I kind of, envisioned it being a very big thing and a very fancy thing. I kind of put it in this category of like, I'm not, I'm not a person who could do that, which I think is also a little bit of culture and a little bit of prioritization of where I felt I should be spending my money. Mm, I don't know. There's a little bit of that to it. That's like, Oh, I don't need this. This isn't valuable enough for me to put it in this category. Right. Almost like how I changed my thoughts on therapy. 
where it was like, this is something that is an investment for my whole self. Yeah. And yeah. so this is an investment that I make. And if it, if I have to look at different things, other ways to make sure I can afford this, that is what I will do. Yeah. And, you know, I was probably 38, 37 when we started working together. And I just felt uh, like my body needed to be stronger. I don't know how else to kind of like, that's kind of what changed. I was like, I think strength is missing. And I will finally say, Robbie, who is my husband, was working with a trainer on Zoom. Mm. Small group. It was four guys and this one guy. And I saw that and the way that his strength was changing and that kind of also helped. Oh, cool. I love that. Yeah. Help me figure that out. But I did not want to join that class to be very clear. I was like, no, I won't be the, I won't be the fifth person and only woman in this group class. You know, I wanted, and I don't think that's fair to any male fitness instructor. That is entirely my feelings about this thing that is very intimidating for me. Well, and I think you're making a good point, which is like, it's, it is a very personal, like, uh, pairing you and a personal trainer, I would say very similarly to a therapist, like these things yeah. are very, they, well, I won't say it for everyone, but I think for most people, especially that grew up where fitness was intimidating, finding yeah. a person that you feel comfortable with, that's not all, like, like I wish I could be that person for everyone. That is my personality. I wish desperately for that. But there's like some people I don't click with. They don't click with me. And that's like something I've had to learn to just like let go and it's okay. And um, the ones that fit with me will stick. And and that is freeing for both parties. Yeah. Like it's not, it's like a therapist. If it's not working, don't keep, don't push it, <laughs> you know, and whatever yes. working means for you, whatever that means. If you're not seeing the results you want, if you're not uh, feeling pushed in a certain way, and that's like, it's like part of part of the journey, and it was also very probably awkward to be like, okay, I I'm out. <laughs> but yeah, but it's also yeah. like the Zoom element to personal training. I do think, at least for me, in the beginning, was like I would like I can keep my costs really low because. I don't have to drive all over Los Angeles. I don't have to pack my car Huge. filled with 40 pound weights so that my car dies in three years instead of 12. And, and I can just go client after client, to be honest. It's like, you can end meeting next meeting. Like it's, it's a, it's quick or it can be. Yeah. And it was, it was fun. You also, I like, I would never have someone drive to my house for a 30 minute session, but if yes. you well, stay in your house, thing. I stay in my house, 30 minutes is all you need. Yeah. And that also became when we first chatted and your offering at the time was 30 minutes or 45 minutes. And you expressed to me in our first kind of intake phone call mm -hmm. that you felt like 30 minutes was enough. I was really relieved by that. I think one of the things I think when you don't have fitness in your background, you also don't have an education about how much you need, mm -hmm. how slow it's going to go in the beginning, like how gradual I mean, not slow. But um, the idea, um, yeah, and I also think that that is working with an individual person. You had a plan for me. The plan looked like this. I didn't also come to you with like, I'm entering this bikini competition in nine months and we've got to get it together. I kind of said like, I'm looking to feel better in my body and be stronger. And I, you know, we were calling it, you had a funny, um, a funny terminology for like 
shaking off the COVID or something like that. Shaking off the like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, everyone's really wanting to like shake it off. And it, it did feel like I was just like wearing this like COVID coat. Yeah. Um, and so it was also accessible in the beginning in terms of like, oh, wait a minute. It's just going to look like this. Yeah. I'm going to go into this office. I'm going to bring these weights. There's no hiding like you sometimes can in a groove class. And oh, I think yeah. that was ultimately really good for form and my education because I really knew nothing. Mm. You know, I mean, we had to like, what is a deadlift? How do we lift weights? Like I didn't know anything. Yeah. So having that one-on-one, I don't think it would have been good for me to, no offense to some of the products like a Peloton app, but I don't think it would have gone well for me to simply buy the Peloton app and start doing that work, especially because we then kind of, um, had to start working with this hip thing that I had going on. And there's no way I would have given up if I had just gotten some kind of app or bought into some kind of like YouTube program. It wouldn't have worked and I would have stopped doing it. Do you want to talk about your hip thing? Like that was something like you, um, one thing that it makes it a lot easier as a personal trainer is to have a client who is honest with you. And Mm. that was something you were always like, you were always very upfront, very like, uh, like kind of you were a great advocate for yourself and that makes it easier for a trainer to understand like when to push, when to pull back, all of that kind of stuff. And your hip, um, you know, this, you were, you know, we've said it, you were one of my first clients. So you were having like a hip, what would you call it? Thing? (laughs) Hip problem? I would call it, and it had been going on before we started working together. So I had been a pretty avid yoga person. Then the pandemic happened and I had a long break from yoga. But when I was really active in yoga, which would probably be like nine months to a year before we started working together, I was having this um, frequent, very strong pinch inside my right hip. Kind of like, I would describe it as like, it felt like it was inside, kind of like where the ball meets the socket. Mm -hmm. And then I was also having this pain that I did not realize was connected um, down the right side of my IT band and landing in my knee. Mm. And I was ignoring it. I was ignoring it. It was inconvenient to me. I didn't know what to do about it. I was not at that point being any kind of advocate for myself and it would hurt during class and then it would kind of go away. And I thought, well, I'll just do this move less or I don't know. I wasn't thinking about it. It's crazy to think about that now because it got so bad and I learned how to advocate for myself. I went to PT, which I'll, which I'll explain, but it's crazy to think that I just worked out with a lot of pain for a really long time. You're not, and um, I would never do that now, but I think a lot of people do that. So this is just to say, um, oof, don't do that. So when we <laughs> yeah. started, when we started working out together, it came back, not because of anything that you were specifically doing, but simply because this was an injury mm-hmm. that I learned because I ultimately by like December, it was, the pain was really bad and it was all the time. And so I went to an orthopedist. We had an x-ray done and it determined that simply because of the way that my leg is attached to my body, um, there's a little bit of an internal rotation, which created this thing, which created what's called a labrum tear, which is like the inside skin and the inside of your hip socket is called labrum and it mine is torn. And the recommendation was physical therapy, but the recommendation was also to really strengthen the glute and leg muscles because I was 
firing exclusively from my quad when I walk and when I do everything Mm -hmm. instead of firing from the glute and using the core because I didn't have any strength there. So I was excited because we were already working together. And when I went to physical therapy to kind of like release all the tension and work on some of the pain, they were really helpful in terms of helping me tell you what I could and couldn't do. So it was, it was really, it all kind of came together in a way that was really helpful. And I was able to say, um, this is on the no list because of PT and this is on the yes list and let's try that out. And so we, but now that we're talking about it, I will say just because maybe someone else is feeling like this, if they're listening, I wasn't, I was embarrassed about it. I wanted to be able to do everything. Mm. And it was hard for me to be able to, to have to say, these things are off limits. Can I still get strong? And you, you know, you were of course like, yes, of course, these are just a few things and we can work with it. But it, there was a moment when I thought to myself, I should just stop working out until I get this fixed. And both you and my physical therapist were very clear that no, working out is how you get this fixed. Oh yeah. It's a huge part of how you get this fixed. And I was seeing the changes and I didn't understand that. And I would not have understood that if I wasn't working with professionals. Yeah. So if I had just gone to the orthopedist and there was a option of uh, a little surgery on the table and the orthopedist was kind of like, you're young. I really think you can work this out with muscle strength and some reorientation of the movement of your leg. And I was like, okay, but Hmm. I don't know. I don't know that if I hadn't already been working with you, I have immediately found a really good PT. I don't know. Maybe I would have been too... The idea of how long that would take to fix would have seemed too intimidating. And it did. I would probably say, like, you probably remember, it's probably like nine months until we could, like, reintroduce some stuff that was, like, what what we would call, like, hip loading yeah. um, stuff. And then we eventually could. And now, like, in some of my workouts, I can even do some stuff that was on the no list before because I was using too much of my hips and not my core yeah. in X ab move, you know, or whatever it was. And so now that's that's not an issue. And that's pretty incredible. It is pretty incredible. What's up, Bell Babies? How many of you out there would like to dramatically improve the quality of your sleep? Okay, because you better listen all the way to the end of this because we got hot deals coming at you with promo codes. So just hang on till the end to get all that hot, hot goss. Okay. You want to dramatically improve the quality of your sleep. Are you maybe cause you're not getting enough sleep irritable? Maybe you're anxious. Maybe you're struggling with insomnia. Let's say muscle cramps, twitches, constipation. Tell me if any of these are ringing true for you. These are, and no one, not a lot of people know this. I won't say no one, even though I did say it. Not a lot of people know this. These are symptoms of magnesium deficiency or can be symptoms of magnesium deficiency. And almost everyone is at suboptimal levels. Now, that's a big problem because magnesium is involved in more than 600 biochemical reactions in your body. Now, we do not need someone out there just handing us over some rando magnesium supplement. That's why I'm going to tell you about Magnesium Breakthrough. 
It is the only full-spectrum magnesium supplement with seven unique forms of magnesium that your body can actually use and absorb. So when you get all seven of these critical forms of magnesium, you're getting an upgrade, okay? Your brain, your sleep, your pain, inflammation, your body is less stressed. Guess what? You're less stressed. So here comes what I was telling you about those deals. The makers of Magnesium Breakthrough by Optimizers are having an incredible Black Friday special offer from November 21st to 29th. You can get not only Magnesium Breakthrough, but all by Optimizer best in-class products, 25% off. So by Optimizers only offers this discount once a year. So don't miss out. Go to buyoptimizers.com slash dumbbells and enter code dumbbells to get 25% off any order. This is the best time to stock up on all the products you love and to try new ones. And all Bioptimizer supplements are best in class. And if for some reason you feel differently, you can get a full refund, no questions asked. They're so confident that they offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. And if you arrived here later than these dates and missed the special offer, don't worry. There's always a 10% off for our listeners with the code dumbbells. But if you arrive just in time, again, the link to go for the exclusive Black Friday offer starting November 21st is buyoptimizers.com slash dumbbells with code dumbbells. Do it while supplies last and don't miss the November 29th deadline. Okay, Bell Babies, let's talk about how gifting is hard and it is gifting season. People are shopping. I will tell you what, Bombas makes it easy. Socks, underwear, t-shirts that feel good and do good. Okay. They feel good because they're thoughtfully designed with the softest material. And they do good because for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone in need. How many of the presents you're getting for your great aunt Mary is going to do both of those things? Look good and feel good. And guess what? Do something good for someone in need. Now, Bombas, they have socks, underwears, t-shirts and slippers that are like the upgraded version to just like what you would buy at a regular department store. They're like cozy. They're using materials like premium Pima cotton and ultra soft, never itchy merino wool in their socks and t-shirts and fuzzy Sherpa linings in their slippers. That's what I'm trying to get on my feet this holiday season. They also have a little holiday collection, putting a modern twist on those traditional festive colors and designs. We're talking rich purples and greens, geometric snowflake designs, sweater inspired textures and retro ski patterns to show up and look correct. And with the family sets, you can match with your family and friends if you want, if you can get them on board and Then you take that group pick. Then you're getting those likes, likes, likes. Everyone loves a matching family photo. Am I right? 
at least if you're not in it, then you can just laugh at how cute and hilarious uh, your family, your family members are. Also, did you know that socks, underwears, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items in homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one item for every item you buy. So for, so for as long as Bombas has been doing this, they have donated over 75 million items of clothing. That's a whole lot of comfort and a whole lot of good. Give the good this holiday season with Bombas. Go to bombas.com slash dumbbells and use code dumbbells for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash dumbbells. Code dumbbells for 20% off. Bombas.com slash dumbbells. Code dumbbells. I think um, the, that injury element, the uh, do I... Do I stop completely? Do I lay down for six months? Do I, I think uh, like, you know, I, I like to always make things back uh, to me and I just pulled a hamstring. Um, I am thankfully it's not a bad one, but I found myself going, well, I honestly don't have time for this. (laughs) I, I don't have time for this. I can probably work. uh, Like I was like, did I really tear my hamstring? Like maybe I didn't, maybe I'm fine. And then like the next day I looked at the back of my leg and there was a big bruise and I was like, okay, so I think I tore my hamstring. Okay. So what? And I had like, I, I, I I don't think there's, I think the, that I won't work out has left my brain, but not being able to work out my hamstrings. My hamstrings are one of my favorite things to work out. Yeah. And I was just like bar hurt about it. I really was like yeah. upset, annoyed, mad at myself. Cause guess what? I did not warm up pro- like Oof. properly. I know exactly why it happened. I was being cocky and I don't know why I continue to try to be cocky in my life. I don't know why. This is a different podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but it is, so it, it's uh, like that readjusting when you were like, I was really working on building my deadlift. I was really working on building my squat. Guess what? I have to take a break. And just that like mental, like, well, I was in a really good rhythm and now I have to stop that rhythm, re reassess. It wasn't like when I had like my eggs retrieved and I knew it was going to happen. And I knew ahead of time I was going to have to, like, I already knew that this was just like one day when I was doing one of my favorite moves, I shit happened and I had to, I have to pivot. And I hate that. It's so hard for me still to just like, cause if it happened to you, I'm like, easy, great. There's so many other things we could do. I'm so optimistic for you. And then for me, I'm like, fine, I'll do sit-ups, you know? I think it's so hard to get, I get it though. It's so hard to get into a rhythm of motivation and energy and excitement around fitness sustained. Yes. I mean, for you, this is an eight plus year journey. Yeah. And you're still managing to like, come to the plate. Is that a sports metaphor? Come <laughs> yeah, to the yeah, gym. Yeah. <laughs> come to bat. Um, 
Yeah, I watched uh, every day. League of Their Own, Amazon Prime. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, float it. Um, so when something is working for you and you're excited about it and you're motivated by it, and then you can't do it, it's hard to pivot to get motivated in a different way. Yeah. I feel like we talked about this when I transitioned from. Oh, so maybe we should say. So yeah. how long did we, we worked together one-on-one, Zoom on Zoom for I mean, at least two years. Like, two I years? think like two and a half. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe two full years. Two years. Because I think we and transitioned say, um, to Guided, I think in like, was it January or December? This past January. Yeah. This past January. Yeah. And also we should say that, so September I start working with you. November, I make a big decision that I am going to move in the middle of the pandemic to New Jersey, <laughs> yeah. which is, uh, first of all, a different time zone. Second of all, a different level of equipment to live with my family, to help my sister care for her, to be with my family, but also to help my sister care for her baby. Mm-hmm. So we completely, I'm like essentially a brand new client. We completely transition everything to go have me working out in my parents' basement. <laughs> and you just, and I was I, I needed it more than ever then yeah. because my whole life was kind of, you know, just so, it was so different. My God. And we did it. We did it. And then a couple more times. <laughs> we had, wait, we got go to go over the, the equipment you had in this place. Okay. Uh, the world's most plush yoga mat. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> the yoga mat was simply a mattress. <laughs> I was already on carpet. So we had carpet and then a plush yoga mat. <laughs> And then I had bands. You had instructed me to buy yeah, some bands. Yeah, the tiny little so bands, like the, yep. Yeah, so the basic. But then you had also had me buy these sliders, which were death. Remember oh, those sliders? yes, yes. But the most <laughs> weights I had were five pounds. Uh-huh. I didn't have more than five pound weights. I don't think I... No, I only had five pound weights. You and then we had this very funny tiny chair. A tiny chair. <laughs> It was like a chair that a child would use in a little setup, like a tea party setup. And we lifted it over our heads. We held it out in front while we did wall sits. We we pistol squatted onto it Uh and then stood up, Uh a crowning achievement. Uh But then there was also a set of stairs in the basement. And so we would do like elevated leg push-ups and we would run up and down the stairs. It was (laughs) lunacy, lunacy. Um, Wait, but, but we did it and we brick? stuck with it. Am I, am I, was there a brick? Yes! Okay. There was a brick. Was like, but remember that the brick was, it was had been covered in a beautiful fabric, kind of a Laura Ashley pattern, because it was a brick that was used as a doorstop in my sister's childhood bedroom. So it had a floral motif on it. And I weighed it and it was seven like... Seven pounds. I, I, yeah, it was I think a really, it was really heavy brick. So we were able to like hold the brick up when doing like side plank stuff yes. and the brick. I forgot about the brick. Yeah, the brick was um, grab, really grab the brick beautiful. and the tiny chair. I was like, this is. I was like, we could. You can do anything in this world. Like but that is what it was, and it was really. I remember a couple other times where I was like traveling for work or wherever, and I would be in a hotel room. There'd be two giant Pellegrino bottles, and I would send you a picture of yes. me like <laughs> holding the Pellegrino bottles because it. But it really taught me. It really taught me that adaptability is the answer because showing up is the goal. Yeah, you know whatever you can do, however much of whatever sets we had going or thing we were working on however much I could do was always better than doing nothing. Mm. And that was a, it's all been a very big mental shift for me and continues to be as I'm now, and we've talked about this too, but I feel like it's also worth saying that 
kind of in the first year at least or so, I was very focused on um, the positive changes in my strength, but also the positive changes in my body and the shape of my body and the look of my body. And that was really motivating for me um, in a lot of really great ways. And then like, I don't know, probably a year ago, let's say, I started to just be less motivated by that. And I, you know, I'm going to be 40 next year. I think there's a little bit of like a journey that I'm going through about um, body acceptance, about food, about eating a little bit more intuitively, just kind of looking at all that stuff. And so as that started to change, my reasons for working out and how I was working out and why I was working out also started to change. Yeah. And that that has been like, the, the newest phase of this for me is I'm not showing up so that these genes always fit. I'm showing up so that my mental health is really strong and my body's really strong. Mm, and like detaching yeah. those things has been a little bit of a process for me as we've talked about. Yeah. But I think that's the thing. This separation of I work out so that my body stays this size or I work out for X, Y, Z, other reasons. I think this separation is going to be the thing that keeps me a lifelong person who works out. Yeah. I think it feels that way because it, it became not motivating enough for me for it to only be about um, body size and body shape and, and, you know, arms are looking a certain way or, or all that stuff. And so when that shifted, it had to be about all the other stuff that it is actually about, I think, in terms of the improvement of your life. And I know that's also something that you are working on and reflecting on too. Yes, it really, I, um, it's like that number on the scale was why I went for, let's say four years to the gym. And then there was a couple years where I was just kind of probably my age and dating life. And like, there was like, just like a couple years where I was like, I, I look great. I feel great. Everything, keep everything the same. Don't change anything. And then I, I did, I like found my person. I, my life shifted in a lot of ways during that time. Things started to shift mentally. I do think it comes with age, especially, uh, you know, from, I have noticed it a lot and I'm hearing you say it and I'm like, yeah, we're about that same age. Like, yeah, I, I realized when the number on the scale, I was being, I was weighing every week and sure, someone's looking at it, telling me what to do. And I was just like, oh, I, that's hilarious. I don't care anymore. <laughs> that's so funny. I, I really was like, oh my God. Okay. It's somewhere along the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I fucked up. I have been looking at this scale, looking for my identity. Great. All this, like, it was like truly within like four weeks that I was like, oh my God, this scale keeps going up and I don't care. And I did care for a second and it, and then I had to think about it and I thought about it and now I'm on the other side of thinking about it. And I'm like, I love you so much. This is hilarious. I'm going to go out here and live my life. I'm going to eat the food I want to eat. I'm going to keep exercising. I'm going to keep building strength. And I'm going to love my life. And I'm not going to be, I'm not going to, I'm not going to worry about that number. Because you know what is so funny is when I got to that goal weight, 
Guess what happened to that number? You wanted it to go down more. Yep. Yep. So I'm like, oh, it's all fake. It's yeah. all fake. And it it's, is. And, it's, and it's okay. Like I had to go there. I had to go through that journey on my own. If Me no too. one could have told, like if I would have heard this, I would have said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You look, you look good. So you could shut up. Like that's what I would have said to someone saying this. Yeah. I could not have just come up with that on my own. I had to go through this or at least no. it feels like I had to go through it. <laughs> but don't you also think, so these are, these concepts that we're talking about and we're getting comfortable with and we're kind of experimenting with about like body neutrality or body acceptance or intuitive being, all these things. They've been around, yes, yes, yes. And we know that and like we've heard them and I've kind of like given them a passing glance. I've read a book in the past, but I think it's sticking for reasons of age and maturity and comfort in our life. But I also think it's sticking because more people are talking about it than have it been ever before. Yeah. So it's like in the ether in a way that is helping. Yeah. Like the saturation of that conversation is getting bigger, which I think is helping it. I keep hearing it. I'm hearing other women talk about it. So I'm getting more comfortable because it's getting more popular. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll still say, and maybe you feel the same way, I was describing kind of like this shift in thinking that I've been going through, that we've both been going through to a friend. And I was like, it kind of feels like a breakup. Because <laughs> like, I know that that guy, in this case, I am a cisgendered hetero woman. So that, that guy for me <laughs> wasn't good for me. I know that there were reasons why I liked him a lot and I wanted to be with him, but it wasn't good. But like, sometimes I just really miss how I felt with that guy. Mm-hmm. And like, I think what I'm saying is like, sometimes I really miss the easy win of like acceptable and perfect body image. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. kind of like, it's something you can grasp for and say, and there were definitely, this is also a really interesting piece of my fitness journey. When I was pushing the hardest in our work together and definitely had my body in a place that it was more fit. And I will also say smaller than it had been before. My career was, I was really struggling in my career. Mm. And I think that for me, there was a, that wasn't going great. That wasn't a win for me. That wasn't a grasp of like a gold star that I could point to and say like, look, I am this, I am successful this. And so I reached in the other direction. Yeah. And I was like, you know, if this isn't going to go great right now, well, at least uh, these jeans fit. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I do, I think for me, that's a little bit of a mental, uh, a, I, What's I up, notice Bell a babies? common How mental pattern you for me. If one thing is a place of struggle, like then I have to be achieving in this other area, which is something I'm also kind of like sleep. looking at generally okay, and trying, you to, trying to figure that out. All the way but to I, the end of I this, definitely noticed that. Yeah, and then when I kind of like broke up with these ideas, so to speak, I saw that more clearly and was like, oh, I was looking for this piece of my life to be my achievement and my identity and my thing that made me are you, good and great maybe you're as not opposed to something that I do maybe you're anxious to just maybe feel you're struggling good and like I've insomnia, you know I was maybe I shared this with you that I, someone Twitches, used the terminology work 
it out. Tell me if instead any of, of these are ringing oh, true for I love you. that. So instead of these saying like, oh, are... I have to work out today, you would say and like, oh, I have to work it out today. No one, not a lot of people that. know this. I won't say and no one. you like one. go in the in, in my case, not I mostly work out this. in the office these that we have here. These are symptoms so of just magnesium deficiency. I love that. Magnesium That'll be the next sign, please. And almost everyone is at listeners. Yes. I Now, when Aaron and I started working out together, I was in nervous Nelly. I would talk a lot about my nerves, especially before approaching a new move. And then I had co-opted a phrase again, like someone just said this and I liked it, which is just no drama. No drama. No drama. Drama supplement. So I say this to myself sometimes. That's what I'm going to tell you about. I'm like, when I'm by myself, I talk to myself like It is the only full spectrum magnesium supplement. No drama. So it would be time to do burpees, my most hated move. And I would say no drama. no drama. when you get all seven of these, which means we should say I would do it and I feel like no drama means okay your brain start the move your sleep your pain we're not gonna die here if you need to stop the move then you stop the move but no drama is just like we're going in with a clear mind and we're not making this about fear we're just going there's no drama here yeah the Just makers of Magnesium Breakthrough. No drama. Because we got to work it out. Incredible <laughs> Black Friday special. So I made, I made Aaron a sign for November her. November No drama, no drama, no drama. Yep. And it's hanging up. It's actually yeah, a very it. Magnesium Breakthrough. It's, it's a rather dramatic sign. It's a best bright color. I love it. <laughs> no drama from this off. dramatic sign. So buy optimizers. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I feel like I took this on, on a tangent, but just to say like, so don't miss out. This is, I feel like I'm, I'm in the middle of like the newer dumbbells version of why I fitness life and fitness journey looks order. like. And I'm this is the best time to talk up on all the products you love and try. Feels like ones. while there's still structure, and all by optimizer supplements. And you and I now, I should say, so you and, and I now, for some reason, you feel differently. You create you programs for me once refund, a month, mm-hmm. no which questions asked. Two separate workouts. They're so I do those programs. That they we offer have a, a meeting review the moves, day, but I am working guarantee. independently from and our one-on-one. If you arrive yep. here later than these dates and miss the special <laughs> offer, don't it worry. It is. So I do. I do miss it. But I also am grateful because I do think. But if you arrive just in time again. The link to is go that they can feel Black Friday offer starting November 21st by themselves. They understandoptimizers.com slash dumbbells. Yes, and I love like there dumbbells. are clients that are like, I would never exercise and don't if miss you weren't telling me November. And I'm like, okay, that's fair. Deadline. I get it. And I can't. Sure. There may be times in my life where I have to come back to you and say like, oof, this has been a tricky time and I need some extra motivation. Could we make a modification and come back in for a couple months or whatever? And I totally get that. I think that that makes a lot of sense, but it's given me especially a little bit more time flexibility, a little bit more. I've got my bands. I've got my sliders. I've got these little wristlets with a little weight. So I can, I can travel a little more. And also I now have, you know, years worth of programs for you, but it's still helpful for you to be, um, you know, the work of kind of figuring out what body parts were working, which we worked the month prior, which you know I'm weak on. That's education that I absolutely do not have. Yeah. So and that's why I want to keep it a secret those... so that I. Good. Don't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me. It's. I wouldn't it's dream. Like, so I wouldn't I, dream. And I also, it's exciting for me to receive them once a month. And I'm kind of like, um, this is what I have to do for Aaron. (laughs) You're still involved. Absolutely. Yes. You have to do it for me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. But I have taken a little break. One other piece of the puzzle for this new work, the way that we work together is that there's, you created me an Excel grid, which is on Google Sheets that we share. And I'm meant to be filling out the weights per week. And I have been lax on that. I've been like in a place where I'm kind of like trying to be a little more gentle with myself and make sure I keep working out because that's the motivation. Yeah. But I now that I've shifted a little bit, worked on some of this body stuff, I feel ready to reapproach like tracking weight in terms of weight I'm lifting. Yeah. Because that's fun and something to look at as opposed to because I have to get better every single week or else I might not maintain my body, lose weight. Sure. So so shifting that I think will now just change the way I think about it. Um, but it's a journey, man. I think that's the part that like I'm, you know, what we were just talking about, about separating body size with fitness. Um, to me, I think that I have, one of my biggest fears in my life was I would have rather been like a heavier weight and just stayed that heavier weight for my whole Mm. life. I never wanted, I saw people gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight. And I think it was probably my mother who put this thought in my head of like, well, it's better to be just like moderate and consistent. Okay. Yeah. Great. But I think that led me to this fear of, okay, well, if I get to my goal weight and then I start to get more weight on my body, then what does that say about me? Am I, yeah. am I becoming one of those people that yo-yo diet and exercise? Like I am being consistent in my workouts and I feel I'm being consistent with my food. What does this say about me? And I think the thing of your fitness is a journey. It is a journey. There are going to be days where you just do laps on just with nothing. Like you're just like a horse going around in a circle, trying to work it out. And then there's other months that you're going to be like, Oh, I'm going to be gentle. And there's going to be times in your life that you eat more and you are softer. And then just as soon as that's happening, you can adjust and go, oh, I want to do a calorie deficit, a cut, and then mm-hmm. I want to see the muscles that I've been working on. Like, all of this is is okay, and it is a journey. And that, for me, yeah. is like, if this is going to be a thing that you're able to be consistent with forever— you get a hip thing, you get a hamstring thing, you right. get a mental thing. Like you're like ebb and flow. It's going to be okay. If your weight changes, if your muscles change, if you can't do a pistol squat anymore, if you have to like start from scratch with push-ups, like it sucks, yeah. but it's yeah. okay. And I like, I follow these guys on Instagram and they talked about like, just like, just like say, oh, this is um, the heaviest deadlift I've done since my accident. Great. Yeah. Not your heaviest deadlift of your life, but your heaviest, like you might never get back to that before the accident. Yeah. That's okay. That was great. You did it. Now you have a new thing. And so your ability, anyone's ability to kind of like stop reassess is going to lend itself for longevity. Yeah. And isn't that what yeah. we want is like, 
I think it is. I think we want what I want. And I think this is something I've had to define for myself. Okay. Why do I work out? Why do I work it out? Whatever, however we want to call it. I want fluidity in my body. I want like whatever that looks like in terms of like, I guess we could call it flexibility, but I think it's just kind of like movement comfort. Yeah. I want to feel comfortable moving. I want to maintain a certain level of cardio fitness because I really like to hike. Yeah. So there's like an actual purpose. I really love to hike in Los Angeles. Hikes are hard on cardio. I need to maintain that or else I'm not going to enjoy hiking. Yeah. So that's yeah. like a very practical thing. Yeah. And then the third thing, and I think about this as a very specific vision, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, may she rest. I'll never forget mm-hmm. this like a viral clip of her working out when she was, I don't know, in her 80s or yeah. something. And she was lifting, she was lifting weights. And her trainer said something about the idea that like we really undervalue strength and muscle density and and the importance of that in terms of like your overall body. I never ever valued that. And I think that kind of no matter what I do, whether I'm being gentle with myself or whether I'm kind of doing a little more yoga for a period of time just for mental health than like the kind of fitness we do I'm never gonna stop wanting to make sure that my muscles are strong Mm -hmm. and so like incorporating some some sort of weightlifting but that's kind of what is that weight is that weight currently like the heaviest I can squat or is it a little bit lighter like all of that I'm getting a lot more comfortable letting go of because you know it's hard enough just to maintain it at all. And that's the thing to be proud of. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Aside from our little spreadsheet, no one knows. (laughs) No one, no one at the gym or even in my household is like, um, interesting. I think you did that move with a 15 last week. Hmm." (laughs) No one. Absolutely. No one. (laughs) They're like, Oh, she's here a lot. She showed up again. Yeah. She showed up. Yeah. Like she I think said, I recognize she's her. talking to herself. She must come That's here. really what they're saying yeah, about me. They, That's the woman who talks to herself. Because <laughs> I really do. That's been consistent with me as a human inclined forever. I have to like really be like, and we're lifting. <laughs> like I like speak the move and squat and lift. It's never good. It doesn't sound good or cute. No, but, but you know um, what? It gets you through it. And that I, I wish know. more people did it because it does help get yeah. you through it. It's really, it's a, it's a thing that has helped. And I think it's just, that's a little bit why I next, next year, when you have me as a repeat guest on this podcast, Mm -hmm. I'm going to speak about how I finally conquered not enjoying going to a gym. Cause that is the next thing for me. As you know, I don't enjoy going physically to a gym. It's not been a place I've been comfortable. So that's like, that is actually what I'm working on. And I have enough equipment at home, but there's more at the gym. And it's more about like pushing through that thing for me, that fear of looking uncomfortable in front of cool weight people and weight guys. And I just, I I don't want to feel that way. It's not even about the gym itself. It's about the feeling that I have about it. And I don't want to have that feeling much like I had a feeling about fitness in general and working out and personal training. And now I don't have that feeling anymore. So we got a no drama about the gym. No drama, but I will say this. I'm in a regular gym again for the first time and I have feelings too. So, um, so I will have you back on and we will talk about it. And I do see a gym journey for both of us together at some point and we can peacock around with our heavy weights and our strong shoulders and we'll just get after it. 
I it's sounding a lot like a spin-off podcast in the works. It's called Jim Journey. <laughs> and both are spelled with a J. J. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, just great. I, what a productive session. <laughs> I thank you for the new podcast. And um, and okay, so thank you for being here. I could talk to you all day about this. Um, but Thanks. where can the people find you on the internet? Yeah, so I am on Instagram as Uncle Jesse Spano. It's a before and after because what's cooler than the Wheel of Fortune, Aaron? Um, <laughs> Uncle Jesse Spano, J E S S I E. And then I'm online at jessierosen.com, J S S I E Rosen. And as we were kind of talking a little bit about before we started recording, I, in my not fitness life, I work in the world of writing and kind of working with writers and I would like to believe training them as gracefully and wonderfully as you trained me to get through some of their writing goals and writing journeys. So that's kind of what I'm up to. And you can find me there if you're interested in that. Love it. Maybe I'll take one of your classes. That would be fun. fun. Oh, okay. The trainer becomes the trainee. Oh, scary, spooky. Okay. Well, um, do you want to do the sign off with me? I did not. Yeah, how does it go? This. No, I mean, what, yeah, no drama. <laughs> I'm gonna say we're gonna. I'm gonna say a couple things. Then I'm gonna say train dirty. You're gonna say eat clean. Okay. And then we're gonna say together live in between. Great. Okay. And the messier the better. Okay. On behalf of me, Ryan Stanger, wherever you are, uh, send us an email. Uh, Ask the dumbbells at gmail.com. If you want to be involved in this conversation, a flex, a question, whatever you want. On behalf of all of us, Jesse Rosen, I almost called you Jesse Spano. I'd like everyone to, rem- to remind everyone listening to train dirty, eat clean, and live and live in between. Well. <laughs> live well in between. I messed it up. Live in between. Live in between. Bye. Amazing. That was a headgum podcast.